what are we doing? Daytona 500, I thought. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I didn't know where you wanted to go. You know, what I what I want to know more than anything mm-hmm. is why, why you disagreed with me that I wish that NASCAR would do more because auto racing is so much more complicated and so much more fun than anyone uh, in America, anyway, at least gives it credit for. And I said that... Um, you know, NASCAR is like, aw shucks, boys will be boys, down south persona, does it a disservice, and and you disagreed. So tell me why I'm wrong. Well, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily disagree with your assessment of it. It is. I just think that that's pretty much what they're, you know, what market they're going for. And they, they seem to be okay with it because every time they try to change something to make it more modern or to, you know, try to include more fans, people just get more upset about it. So they just, they stop watching the people who have been watching for a hundred years. Yeah. But it, I mean, the people who have been watching for a hundred years are old and going to die. Like we kind of know that you have to keep reaching no, I, for younger market share. Right. Well, I mean, there's, there's plenty of 25 and 30 year olds who go to races every week and watch every week on TV. I, I, just, I feel like there could be more. Like I feel like there are things that they could, they could be doing to go get people like me who like it already, but, who just aren't compelled to watch it or care that much on a, on a regular basis. I mean, I, I wish auto racing was a bigger deal around here that we could do more things with it. I, I guess I don't know why it is. I mean, is it, is the land and the racetracks a barrier? Is the marketing a barrier? Is the, I mean, the inherent, you know, racism of the South, a barrier. I mean, how does that work? So I think it, a lot of it has to do with, the racing itself, you know, like as Americans, we like to see speed, right? The Indianapolis 500, Daytona 500, Talladega, we like to see cars go 220 miles an hour and crashing, right? That's that's what we like. In reality, the best racing is road courses, but that doesn't play well on television, either for IndyCar or NASCAR or um, any of those uh, spec circuits or spec series. So, you know, we try to go to Talladega and Daytona all the time or Indianapolis all the time. It just doesn't work because it's not very good racing all the time. You know, if they ran Daytona 25 times a year, people would tune out of it after the first race because it's great once or twice a year. But, and like I said, the other problem is, is, you know, you can't run at Road America every week. You can't run at Circuit of the Americas in Austin. You can't run at uh, Watkins Glen, you know, all the time because for a lot of people, the racing is just boring. But in person, that racing is better because there's so much to do. You know, I, I don't know if you've ever been to Mid-Ohio, but... That's a popular race because people can go and they can take their kids and they can kind of walk around and there's other stuff they can do. And it's not just, here's a track. When you go to Daytona, when you go to Indianapolis, it's, here's a track. And you watch the cars go in circles for, for three hours. Yeah, but like, I don't think the racing, when you, when I watch a NASCAR road race, I am not bored. That does not, um, that doesn't translate to F1 or Indy or any of the other, you know, like auto racing and stuff that I've watched. I often find that I am uh, not entertained by the F1 or the, you know, the Grand Prix uh, that you see or, or Indy road races. The NASCAR races keep me entertained. Um, and I think it's because, honestly, this, the boxiness of the cars and the fact that they're, you know, the like the factory cars they can beat on each other a little bit like i think that's actually fun it's just that you know 
it just ha- it, it, nothing compels me to watch it. And I think part of the reason that I'm not compelled to watch it is the the reputation that you know NASCAR kind of cultivates with that you know down south persona. Like that actively turns me off. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I I mean, I don't I can't disagree with you. You know about the about the culture. I just you know for me, I mean, to go back to the to the actual racing. Um, you know, road courses on television aren't that exciting to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, you know, the, the, the ovals are for a little bit, you know, depending on, you know, what track it is. But I can certainly see how people are turned off by the by the culture. I actually don't like all the, for lack of a better term, uh, bumping and grinding that NASCAR does. You know, it's not really racing. It's really just shoving people out of the way, you know, to get in front of them, which, I mean, if that's your thing, that's your thing. Um, and I like open wheel racing, IndyCar, Formula One, because you have to actually race. You know, you have to actually have a strategy to race and to get by somebody without, you know, putting them in the wall and hoping for the best. I like them both. I I just think that I'm not entertained by, like, I'm not as entertained on television by the road courses of a Formula, you know, watching a Formula One or or Indy or something. You know, the, the bumping and grinding, um, I'm going to I'm going to play that song now as soon as we're done with this. The 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 pumping and grinding that you don't like is it's actually what keeps me kind of involved in watching a road race on TV. I like road races. I like being at road races. I like being at track races. I mean, I like I like being at drag races. I, I just auto racing really has so much to offer. It it is just it just doesn't get the shine I think that um that it deserves. Yeah, and I think, you know, and not you, but I think a lot of people always want to compare all sports as, you know, what they are and what the ratings are compared to the NFL. You know, yeah, what everybody well, says, you know, yeah. oh, well, you're not good if you're not the NFL. Well, I mean, that's that's just not feasible for, you know, for everybody. I mean, you know, the Daytona 500 usually pulls in 7 million, you know, viewers a week or, I'm sorry, a year. Um, but this year, I mean, because of all the nonsense with the weather and the start time, it'll be 4 million. It'll be the lowest rating they've ever had. But... I mean, four million people watching one event isn't, you know, anything to shrug your shoulders at. Like that's still, right. you know, well, a pretty I, you big know, deal. I think it's a bummer because you can, you know, comparing it to the NFL, it's tough with road racing or like with NASCAR because to do an event, like to do a production like NASCAR does their productions, which is when they're good, is when NASCAR is doing their productions. It costs a lot of money. I mean, I, I can't imagine how much more it costs um, to operate a NASCAR weekend than it does the, a baseball game. You, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I have a, you know, a couple of friends who work, you know, on that side of the, of that, of the sport and I could, you know, probably get a, an idea for you, but you're right. An event like the Daytona 500 or the Indianapolis 500, we have all those cameras and all the people and all the, you know, production trucks and production people, you know, it's probably like, you know, game day times two traveling mm-hmm. road party for 36 weeks a year yeah i mean i and i don't think it I, i'm sure it costs a little less at some of the smaller tracks or some of the you know the the more the places that people aren't going to know their names right off the top of their head but not that much less and then and then you know much less it it's harder to it's harder to broadcast it's harder to trust your broadcasters because there's so much like the space is just so much different to fill in a race. So, I mean, th- that is, it's the tough thing, you know, when you say everyone wants to uh, compare all the sports to football in a lot of cases, that's not true. But I, I feel like kind of, 
you know, if you were to pare down the budget of NASCAR and try to and try to do a NASCAR broadcast for less money and kind of make it a more amenable thing and you could spend your money elsewhere or whatever, I, I think that, you know, the TV experience would become so bad that people would care even less. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, it's it's interesting because, you know, we always talk about sports that play well on radio like baseball. Well, I think NASCAR is another sport that plays really well on radio because it's, you know, like basketball and baseball, it's all it's all descriptive, you know, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people discount that because we're such a, you know, visual society now where we have to see everything. But, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these sports, NASCAR included, I think, like I said, I think it's very good on the radio. Yeah, you know, I've never I've never tried that on the radio. I will like I agree baseball's fine on the radio and there are a lot of things like basketball is also really good. NASCAR, there's a visual component to me though that I I really think I would miss. Um just the to see the the cars interact. I mean, so much happens, you know, down the the back stretch at Daytona going into turn 3. So much more happens than anyone can say. You know, I mean, it, it is cool to, you know, to see those, to see those lines fan out and guys try to start make moves. And, you know, you'll hear one of the broadcasters will talk about one thing, but you're watching another. I mean, that is a lot of fun. There, I think there is a visual component, especially to some of those big super speedways that I'm not sure you could match on the radio. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, like I said, I mean, my, my, I mean, I don't really like Daytona as a racetrack. I think it's. You know, it's their Super Bowl, and it's an okay race generally. But you know, if we're talking about racetracks that usually always produce great actual racing, um, Talladega for me and Atlanta are my two favorites as far as that goes. You know, it's not great racing if you put it inside the rest of the season, just because I mean, plate racing, as they call it, is not anything like anything or anywhere else because of the nature of it mm-hmm. and how fast the cars can go if they took the restrictor plates off, but. It's a great, you know, when everything, when they're running, you know, two or three wide and they're, you know, two inches from each other and they're actually racing and they're trying to pass and, you know, the high line and middle line, low line, you know, that stuff is very interesting to see play out. But that doesn't happen at other courses or other other tracks because, you know, the tracks just aren't big enough. They're not fast enough. They're not banked high enough. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I and, and NASCAR did, they actually did move away from the restrictor plates. I'm not sure exactly... Um. Uh, what they did to put that stuff to put in its place, but they did move away from the restrictor plates. Um. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, those cars still at Daytona. You're right, and it, the type of the racing, it just it's fun. But the big one bugs me, and you know, to get to this year's Daytona 500, which was hilarious because I think I woke up. F- from sleeping on the couch and was going to go to bed at like 12 or 1230 or something. And I, w- I watched the end of the Daytona 500 instead of going to bed. So I was up real late. Um, it was cool to see the, the, uh, the moves and the excitement kind of around Michael McDowell, a guy who'd been in the sport for a long time, and never won anything like get that first win. But boy, man, I hate, I, I just, it, that just bugs me. Like those big ones that ha- you end up with all these did not finishes and all these cars wrecked and cars that don't have a chance. Man, I hate that. I, I would rather, I would rather see racing to the end than, uh, than those big wrecks. Yeah. I think NASCAR, um, has promoted that type of racing, you know, pr- promoted, um, 
the big one, you know, they obviously make a big marketing push about it and people are always waiting for the big one. And unfortunately the big one came 14 laps into the race and then they had the five hour delay. Um, but I, I don't really know what the solution is because, you know, you watch the rest of the race, which I know, like you said, you woke up and probably watched the last 10 or 15 laps. 15 Uh, actually. Yeah. And which frankly is all you need at Daytona and Talladega in Atlanta because the rest of it is cars just driving around, you know, and follow the leader for, you know, 300 or 150 laps or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know what the solution is. I mean, you're right. They have some made some changes to the to the plate so you can kind of get some more movement, downforce here, downforce there. Um, but but in general, those guys just want to drive around for, for three hours, and it's not very interesting unless somebody does something stupid, like what happened Saturday or Sunday afternoon, and, you know, we, we get stuck with, you know, half the field gone 15 laps into the race. It's to, me, to me, that's just a tough thing. Like, that's a thing that I feel like needs to be – uh, marketed differently, I guess the whole, you know, people shouldn't just be driving around for three hours or oh, that like, that is, that's what auto racing is. I mean, it, it's, it's like, it's like saying, you know, marathon runners are boring and crappy because for most of the marathon, they're just running. Like, right. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh-huh. that's, that's auto racing. I mean, you, you have to drive around. I mean, I, I don't know any other way to, you know, I guess if you really love auto racing, but you hate the middle part of a race, then just watch drag racing, maybe. Well, it's no different than, I mean, the NBA or the NFL, right? Like, I mean, the first oh. three quarters are kind of a waste of a time. And then we get to the fourth quarter and now everybody's very interested. Not even the first three quarters. Look, the, the middle 40 games of an NBA season are just a, a slog. That, well, a normal NBA season, probably not, you know, this abbreviated you know weird covid nba season but like a normal normal nba season everything is fun at the beginning and then it gets it's just real boring you don't really know much you're just kind of trying to figure out you know what teams are okay and what teams aren't and christmas day games are fun uh and then the you know the nba always has a great um mlk weekend and then the all-star game and then finally with 30 games left to go the league picks up yeah, it's it, it. You know what? It's the same thing in NASCAR. It's the same thing. I mean, baseball's even worse. We can argue, which, by the way, I am very much in favor of seven eighty doubleheaders. I know that's very unpopular, but I like the idea. Nice. Um, but you know, I don't. I mean, I've always said, you know, to all my friends who you know are NASCAR, I said like, you, NASCAR needs fewer races at lower mileage. You know, we don't need six five hundred mile races in a year. We don't need to go to Daytona four or five times a year. We don't. They don't need to go to Charlotte four or five times a year. You know, they don't need all 36 of these races. We don't need to see the same tracks three or four or five times. It's just not it's not interesting, and I think less is more. And I think that that would yep. make NASCAR better. And, frankly, I think baseball and basketball and the NFL could do that too. You know, but as you know and I know and we talk about all the time, the money is so great with the TV contracts that you're almost crazy to leave money on the table if people are going to pay for it, even if at the end of the day it makes the product worse. I mean, I say – I don't know. So now, you know, now you're in that whole, everybody wants to talk about hypotheticals and what people should do and, you know, how people should market and all that garbage. But honestly, the, the duels before Daytona and then like the all-star race and stuff, the, um, the festivities NASCAR does for that. You're right. You don't need all those races. You could probably do like little mini tournaments or events like the all-star races or like the duels. I mean, if you did that five times in a NASCAR season, 
that's a lot more fun. That those are fun. They're short. They're quick. You can, you know what I mean? Like it. That that's neat stuff you could do. Yeah, and and you know, obviously we're still in the you know in the midst of a pandemic. But last year's NASCAR schedule, I think, was really interesting. You know, they ran the first three races and they cut out a bunch of the season, and then they had races yeah. on Tuesday and Wednesday, and it was everything was weird. You know, it was all different, but it was interesting because. It's like it's a good time for them to play with this model of okay, can we race on a Tuesday in March, right? Because there's literally nothing going on a Tuesday in March. Maybe you'll get more people to watch. You know, did they do that with this year's schedule? Of course not. They went back to Sundays, <laughs> one o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock. You know, thinking like, why will we change any of this? And it's like, did you did you not hear what everybody said last year? Like everybody enjoyed that you showed up and raced on one day and you went home. It wasn't a weekend, you know. And again, it's about the television money, and I understand that. But for the fans, it's not very exciting. You know, I don't need to see, you know, like I said, I don't need to see Charlotte four times a year. You know, I don't. the all-star race is terrible. The 600 is terrible. The track is terrible. I don't need to see it. Daytona next week, they're going to run in the on the road course. That'll be interesting. I have no idea what that's going to be like, but I hope it rains so that it's interesting to watch. Yeah, that's, I mean, I don't know if I want it to rain, but I do think it'll be interesting to watch. I just don't like rain to begin with. I'd be a really bad farmer. I would always want a drought. Um, you would be last a bad year, farmer. I would be a very bad, I would, for a myriad reasons, I would be a bad farmer. Um, I don't even like getting my hands dirty, for God's sakes. Anyway, um, yeah, last year was a lot of fun. I, I don't know. I just, I don't mind the weekend, I guess. Like, I don't mind that's an event. I don't, you know, none of those things really have a lot to do with the fact that um, I just get bugged by the marketing and the broadcast and it doesn't compel me to watch. And it's a thing that I like. I just do not get compelled to watch. I've said it a million times The going to Kentucky and having hot passes and being able to hang out for a, uh, an Xfinity and then a, a cup series race was one of the most fun sporting events I've ever been to. I want to do it again. I don't, but like, I'm never going to watch that race on TV. Yeah. There's no, I mean, there's no, what trans transition translation from you know from in person to to on TV you know with the, with the unlimited access so yeah I could I could totally see that I get it it's um you know like I said it's it's tough to tough to get through but you know I I always view motorsports as like appointment racing you know I pick out the four or five races that I think are going to be really good I put them on my calendar and if I happen to be sitting in a bar at home and there's a race on and there's something interesting going on or it's in the last five laps I'll watch it. Other than that, I'm not watching, you know, and frankly, I do that with IndyCar and I love IndyCar and Formula One. I mean, the races, thankfully, are Saturday morning, so it's actually pretty easy for me to watch. But I mean, that sport is so technical and it's, it's too complicated for me to follow because there's too much going on in it. Uh, but NASCAR just doesn't it just doesn't do it for me anymore. And it's not really a cultural thing. It's just for me, it's, you know, they've added all these stages and then the playoffs and it's just it's it's not straight racing anymore. And I know that they do that to try to bring in some of the non dedicated fans like you but i don't even think that it's working on that level i think people are just kind of eh about nascar right now no i mean i think actually this the stage racing is kind of fun um it, it like what happens on the track and or you know whether they have playoffs or don't like the playoffs are weird and clunky i don't think that matters a whole ton um it it's just everything else that kind of surrounds NASCAR's persona that that turns me off. Stage racing, I actually kind of enjoy because it. I, I don't. I guess I don't know how it 
it, it makes it more like maybe the duels or more like the little all-star races. It gives you something, it gives you a carrot, something to look for um, in the middle of those races. Because, you know, even even as I know and say that, you know, when you when you do a motorsports race or when you're watching a race, like a lot of the races, all that stuff in the middle, um, it doesn't make it compelling really to watch or to care about. Like, I, I like there to be a little bit more. Yeah, I get it. And my and and Michael Waltrip is not fun at this point anymore. <laughs> Those broadcasts are really bad, just really bad. I'll be honest with you; I don't turn it on till the green flag. I have no idea it's what f- happens in the in the pre race. It's just none of it. I, it's like the Super Bowl. Like I have no idea what happens, you know, before the game or at halftime. I have no idea. I don't watch. I don't care. I, and I know that's not your point. I'm just saying that I have I have no idea what's going on. The Zero. broadcasts are bad. Like there, there are a lot of things to complain about pre games and post games and half times, you know, for any broadcast. I don't, but you know, you look at the NFL. I, th- I think it's fair to say that most of those networks, on the whole, do a good job. Um, you know, every now and again something happens, or you know, there's always somebody that someone doesn't like, but they do a good job. Um, boy, I can't say the same thing about NASCAR. That the broadcasts are really bad. Yeah, I think um, their biggest problem is they try to hold on to all of their old stars, you know, old racing guys for too long, if that makes sense. You know, like the NFL, you know, you watch a pregame show, Fox or CBS or whatever, you know, they're constantly, you know, you get, you know, maybe a 10 or 15 year run and then they boot you. Now, obviously, Mm -hmm. Jimmy Johnson and Bill Cowher and, you know, whoever else are the exceptions to that. But I feel like, you know, they, they bring in guys, you know, new new players who have just retired or recently retired or however, whatever that saying is, you know, every six or seven years. And they rotate them, you know, through the studio. And I think that that brings a, uh, a, a recency view or aspect to those broadcasts that make them more interesting than what NASCAR does. You know, I mean, Michael Waltrip yeah. hasn't raced in, I don't know, it hasn't been 10 years, but I mean, he won the Daytona 500 20 years ago, you know, and he's won three races total in his life. You know, like that. Yeah. He's not very interesting to me. You know, he wasn't interesting when he first got in. Uh, right. He was just goofy and weird. Um, and the fact that he's still kind of around is interesting to me when they have, you know, racers like, you know, Carl Edwards and Jeff Gordon and Clint Boyer and all these people who have who have retired in the last five years, but they won't necessarily put them in all these other roles. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely that, that, exactly what I was going to say was to, to bring up Jeff Gordon. I, I, not that I think he's awesome. Like, he's fine. He's good and everything. But, it, you know, he retired in 2015. It is even like he's newly retired. You, you know, I mean, so when you have someone who's been retired or is, is old and out of touch as somebody like Michael Waltrip is, I mean, dude, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what a, a 26-year-old uh racer or even a 30 year old racer is going to have in common or have any incentive to tell or talk to Michael Waltrip at all. You know, I mean, Jeff Gordon is still a little bit close to being relevant to them, but you know, the, the guys that NASCAR currently or Fox, I guess not NASCAR, I assume NASCAR has something to do with it. The guys that Fox currently has in their broadcasting stable, they're just, they're just so far out of touch. I, I can't imagine we're getting any useful or insightful information from them during a race. Yeah, I think you, you know, you get a, I, that's interesting because 
you know, we, we think about, you know, the other sports. We always make this comparison. You know, in NASCAR, these guys run until they're 35 or, I'm sorry, 45 or 50 years old, and then they sit around and do nothing for four or five years and then try and buy a team, and then they go to broadcasting because that works. You know, Dale Earnhardt Jr. just retired, I don't know, three or four years ago, and he's eh, but people love him because his last name's Earnhardt, but he's not really that good. You know, and then you have guys like, um, I, I can't think of the guy's name, that the technical guy on, on Fox who hasn't, really been in a you know in a behind a crew chief in almost 25 years but all of his knowledge is really good because it's all technical and that stuff hasn't changed but the guys like you know michael waltrip and daryl waltrip who you know again are there just because people like them don't bring anything and as you say they negatively impact the the broadcast overall so i think it's tough for them to find the balance but i think a lot of people still like jeff gordon i mean i i think his you know his recency um it's still enough that people will say, okay, Jeff Gordon actually knows what the hell he's talking about. But Michael Waltrip, there's no chance. He has no idea what he's talking about. I don't think he knew what he was talking about when he was driving. No, I don't. You're right. I don't think he does. And it, like, when I agree, like, I think it isn't that I think Jeff Gordon is bad. It's just that, um, you know, I realize that there are people who are, aren't going to like him, but he's much better in the booth or during a broadcast than any of the other people that they have. And the thing with Dale Earnhardt Jr. is whatever he was, on the track, even if he never raced, he's good. Like he's good on TV. He's a good broadcaster. Those two together would be far and away better than anything that Fox, you know, is currently giving us or anything that NASCAR is currently giving us as far as broadcasting. Anyway, I don't know. I think I'm about done with NASCAR. It was a fun race. I like NASCAR. I wish I could watch it more, but it bugs me. What else do you want to talk about? Are you done? Uh, you know, I saw the the athletic is doing um, uh, a Cleveland Indians bracket where you you vote on in new Indians names and logos or whatever. Uh, and I'm no longer a subscriber, so I didn't get to vote. But I, uh, a buddy of mine on Twitter, Ten Cent Beers, he uh, uh, retweeted one of the things, and he said something about liking the Cleveland Grays. And I kind of do. I kind of like the Cleveland Grays. It's very clean, simple kind of boring but i mean it's a classic thing to me it it fits the it fits the bill of actually just liking cleveland baseball club right i'm i'm uh oh okay so bracket reveal so i am a subscriber here so i'm trying to see i didn't even know they were doing this to be honest with you i have this subscription and i almost never go in here unless a really good story comes through my timeline on twitter so yeah i i I, should actually just take my password and read it because i don't really care all right, well, send that over. Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't really even know how to read this thing, but um, let's put them 16 groups. Yeah, okay. Okay, so I guess you can look at this. I've, I didn't yeah, even know I, they were doing this. I just brought it up because I liked the, the idea of the Cleveland Grays, but I also just like Cleveland baseball team. Just like, I, I like Washington football team. It's just a clean classic. It's, you know, it's not going to ever be dated it's you can you could do it with a million different color schemes you can do it with a million different fancy or alternate jerseys you could do almost anything design wise for alternates or for you know fancy roads or you know whatever it is um and it's just always going to look good you don't like the spiders it's not that i don't like it i guess but it doesn't i if if it was going to be the spiders i would rather it be cleveland baseball club or maybe Cleveland baseball team. What guardians? 
I don't think that that fits well as a team. Like it's, it's cool. I understand the tie into the city and I think a ton of the logos and the brand work that I've seen independent artists and stuff do is really cool. Um, but it just doesn't grab me as a, a sports, a sports team brand. I, I don't know. I'm sure, you know, if they did it and they had great branding and great logos and good merch that I'd be all in. Um, but it just doesn't come together in my head without them, I guess, putting it in front of me first. Blue Sox? No. Commodores? No. I like the idea of the Commodores, but no. Hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like Commodore Perry and the the Great Lakes Naval Battles and stuff. Like, I get why that's important to the region, but it doesn't grab me as a, as a team brand. Cuyahogas? No. And, and honestly, that would also get to, um, that would be like, uh, getting an A on the test, but not really understanding the material. If you went from the Indians to the Cuyahogas. Right. <laughs> good point. That's good. That's, that's good. That's good. What about, uh, captains? I could see that. Um, I like that as a team brand more than I like, um, a few of the other ones. I haven't seen any I haven't seen any logos or branding though that have looked major league to me. A lot of the stuff I've seen kind of is has that fun minor league vibe which is very cool. Um but not necessarily the the clean classic lines that I would associate with a a, a major league brand that has some uh, some stability. I don't really have a thought here so I'll just you know, whatever they come up with will probably be fine for me. So, I don't. I'm. I mean, I'm a big Indians fan, but I'm not. I don't care what they call the team. I don't really. I don't really care as long as it Cleveland. doesn't have anything to do with a, uh, a rock and roll guitar or whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Cleveland Rockers, baby. Oh God, please don't. I, I don't. I'm just. I just said that to make you mad. Oh, I'm not mad. I mean, I would. I would not buy a single thing that had that stupid guitar logo on it. But I would support the team. When's your uh, next podcast with your other guys? Three guys, three cities, right? Three guys in three cities, yeah. Um, this Wednesday, look for a podcast to drop probably late Wednesday night or early Thursday morning with a three-time Pro Bowl linebacker. That's my hint. All right, I'm very interested. I want you to know your audio sounds very good today on Zoom. Does it? Yeah, I'm surprised at how well this works, and it's recording and everything on its own. Well, good. I, I, I am also recording yeah. locally just in case. Yeah, but. me too. But, um, you know, it, this splits like the, the audio too. So it gives us like a backup of it in the in the cloud or whatever it's called. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> of all people on this on this planet, I like that you're like, yeah, the, the cloud or whatever, somewhere in the sky. Yeah, wherever it is, up there. <laughs> cloud right, City. Man. The Cloud City baseball team. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later. Have a good week. All right, man. You too. Bye.